Don't mind me, I'm just taking a sip of water. Hello there. This is a slightly abnormal start to a podcast, but there is a good reason. I'll let you all into a little secret that won't really be a secret once this podcast commences properly. During the process of recording all six podcasts, there have been a lot of problems. To name a few that count throughout this podcast and others, is well, one of them is the mic. The mic I had spent a lot of money on refused to work any longer after two days of having it. This mic for the Techaware is the bu- is the bu is the bu is the Blue Yeti. I did ask assistance from the Blue Microphone Company who make the Blue Yeti, but they didn't respond to any of my emails. So, um, you know, thank you there. I really appreciate it. Another thing to be annoyed at is my immune system and bacteria. Kind of vague, I know. I've I've had to do four of the six podcasts ill with either a sore throat or a cough, making things incredibly difficult. Not just for me, but also for the person I'm doing it with. Um, And it can be slightly difficult for you as well, which, you know, is a shame, obviously, because you're the reason why I'm doing it. Where am I now? Especially as all of the podcasts were planned and eventually made within two weeks of me going away to Liège, so I had no time to recover, which sucks. Anyway, the reason why I'm letting you know this now is because this podcast is riddled with problems from the microphone. It was on the first day of having it, in the sense that it decided to stop working, which made my guests and I stop and start throughout the night. I started at 9pm and ended at 2am which is ridiculous for a podcast. Unfortunately, this will not have two truths, one lie in it, I'm really sorry, but it will contain a lot of conversation of a humorous the art. And if you're very much into the psychological sides of things, listen as the conversation, although a lot of it I really had to edit out, turns quite dark as we become more and more tired and stressed. So just a warning, you know, so you can't say that I didn't warn you, uh, if you're under the ages of 16 or not really up for a bit of darkness, I mean, you could be over 16, but one light-hearted. It is light-hearted, for, but some parts are quite dark, you know? It's like, a, it's like a white chocolate chip cookie. Please do not listen if you think you're going to be offended or, you know, send me tweets. If you do get offended and want to send me tweets, my account is at Piers Morgan. If you want to send me pictures of cakes or cats eating cakes, then please send them to at Sean Joseph Young. This podcast starts 20 minutes into a conversation as a software and the mic decided not to record or tell us that it wasn't recording. So knowing that, <laughs> and if you still want to listen, of course, I don't blame you, but I hope you do want to listen because Ben's awesome and it's a really good podcast. It's just I need to warn you about this. So, knowing that, my guest today is Ben Kerfoot, who is an incredibly funny and charming, and he knows quite a lot about acting and stuff, so it's worth, you know, listening to, and I met him while filming an episode of M.I. High. He played Oscar for those who didn't watch it. I hope you enjoy, and I'm really sorry about having to start this way, but, um, you know, these things become really difficult, and especially seeing so it's my first series. Uh, I think, I think it's gone all right. I'll, now I'm turning to Jonathan Ross. And the introduction to every episode is a song called, I think it's called Smiley Face Tattoo by a singer and songwriter called Big Timothy. 
Um, I'm doing a. I'm doing the. Sh Why I'm in Liege is for a show called Which is Which, and he's. I'm. A, I'm his co-star. I'm supposed to be his best mate on the show, and you know, it's. He's a really nice bloke, so definitely check him out. It's Act Big Timothy Music. Uh, the song is called Smiley Face Tattoo. I think you can find that on SoundCloud. But yeah, so just answering that question because everyone keeps asking. Anyway, I'm having soup today, so um, to the podcast. I hope you are good. Love you. You've got to find out who out of the new arrivals at this at the school would was the spy in disguise, and there were three. Uh, new school kids who could possibly be the spy. Just a just a quick thing. Um, the uh, we're supposed to be like a replicas of the uh, the main characters. So um, Ben played Oscar, who was supposed to be broody, and um, Charlene played um, sort of quite a uh, a competitive uh, one, and uh, Rachel uh, played the intelligent one, and we were like replicas of that. So I was broody and. Um, a, a girl called Antonia was supposed to be an intelligent one. I've just remembered her name, Minnie. Minnie, that it, was it. It wasn't the ultra offensive tiny <laughs> because she was five foot one. <laughs> yeah, Minnie. Um, that might have just been a Freudian slip of ours. Well, you know, we were trying to keep professional while speaking to each other because I I had built quite like you know sort of image in my mind. You know, he's similar to the character, so he must be mm. quite broody, quite quiet. And yeah, when we say broody, we don't mean in the maternal sense. Uh, that would be a bit of a mi mixed-up metaphor. He, he was ready, okay? <laughs> Oscar for a while. There was that uh, was an episode in the series two, uh, well, series four for everyone else, but our second series, where Oscar took care of a, of a baby for a while and protected it from Skull. But I don't think he was particularly broody. It might have just been a one-off. <laughs> I, I might have this baby. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, literally, that was part of the storyline. Oscar just didn't trust them anyone else to look after the child. But I, I, I don't. Was it a real he... child? Um, we had a real kid. Uh, well, luckily, um, because... it was played by a forty-eight-year-old, which was quite strange. <laughs> Matt Lucas. <laughs> Matt Lucas came on set, which was quite hard to carry it was such around. A, but... Such a great presence, though, on camera. <laughs> he really shone through. No, but uh, it was it was useful that we were able to have twins for that episode. Yeah, because... no, I, I always see I always see um, documentaries on Doctor Who where they use twins and stuff. So. Oh yes, of course, because they had a lot of With, uh, uh, Matt... Matt Smith, James Corden, James Corden, James oh, Corden. Right. Mm. So he had a child, so they used twins for that. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah, because you will want twins, because obviously, like I was talking about chaperoning earlier, it's even, you have to be even more careful when working with really young kids. And mm. they, they just uh, can't be asked to work. Trusted. <laughs> can't, can't be pushed. No, they keep eyeing up the knives. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you, can't, you can't have a kid working uh, who isn't off milk yet. Working, for, working the more than one shot at a time. So, yeah, no, um, so, I agree with that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, not not that I think anyone's pushing for that that rule to change. So, <laughs> <laughs> be a bit, hard, a bit of a hard sell, really, to the equity union. Force the kids to work. If these babies yeah. want to work in the industry, they have to tolerate it. I <laughs> said the guy who's got a generic nineteen <laughs> forties Hollywood accent that that's still keeps, working. That guy keeps on work. Walking in to our recording studio, Sean, and I think we need to chuck him out at some point. It's getting a bit awkward. <laughs> this is when our acting comes into it. <laughs> yeah, you you guys will see how we earn our wares. And uh, 
<laughs> but you still won't understand why we earn our wages. Yeah, yeah, how we get our jobs. But no, we were talking. Uh, you were talking about um being being, being worried that I might be broody and sh- and. Yeah, so I I, tr- I tried to keep the um the conversation professional. So we started talking about how relevance. Uh, how uh, comedy is relevant to our um, to our psyche, and how comedy is relevant to our psyche, and um, you know how important you know t- certain stand up comedians are to um, you know how we get on you know just about our day. And I was gonna lend him a Dylan Moran DVD. I don't think I did in the end. No, um, no, I think I think I might have caught it outside of um, talking to you, but. Uh... It, it, I think comedy definitely fuels a lot of actors to like go for a heightened performance at times. So mm. it, was, it was a good, it was a good was it? actors' conversation. Yeah, no, had. it was it was incredibly <laughs> serious. And then um, we had a look onto our seat, and <coughs> so emotional. <laughs> Sean just dying in the corner now. That's gonna keep happening. Have a drink or something. There's only a little bit there. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's a chain reaction. Bronchitis has set in. Yeah. Great. <laughs> Got off our mic as well, I bet. Oh, brilliant. I'm infected the whole cast of your podcast. <laughs> All two of us. <laughs> um, all right. Um, let's see if I can get it on the same tone as last time as well. And then we had a look at our scene. And it was a room that was a sort of like a, like a boy's changing room. There was pants. Uh, everywhere, and then we decided maybe we should act in it as well. <laughs> yeah. And um, what was going to happen is a scene beforehand. Um, it was a chili eating competition, and obviously I lost. Um, I was having a Crohn's attack. It wasn't part of the scene. They kept filming. It was strange. It was very odd. Sean kept on crying. We told him, "Man up, <laughs> get on with it." No, but um, the the storyline was that uh, your character Thomas. Um, I was uh, Oscar was trying to find some way to investigate him on um, away from the rest of the school, and so a large chili eating convers- competition was conversation. Conversation. <laughs> we we had a huge debate whether it's <laughs> relevant. What, what what sort of uh, what sort of meat you should put in your chili? No, no but um, and and basically the chili competition was used to um, I guess I guess spike. Thomas's food and get him out. Did him you out. spike my food? I think that's what I think that's what it was. What in the script? I'm sure I remember seeing Oscar. Well, probably not worded in that way, but um, no. And this forces Thomas to uh, run to the nearest loo, and um, I'm hundred percent. I'm really, really sure you didn't spike it. No, I'm sure there must have been something because no, because like there was a big, there was a big, there was a big tray. Um, was it just hot? When I say spike, I don't mean with say laxatives or hypnol. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I think it was just an extra bit of curry powder that you couldn't, uh, your character couldn't take. No, I'm hundred percent sure you didn't spike. I'm 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 really See, sure. This is going to involve us at some point rewatching our. Yeah, we're going to have to watch it. The uh, egotistically just holding hands. <laughs> <laughs> you were good in this. No, no, you were good in this. You you were so brilliant in that shot. Look at look how intense your eyes are. We're gonna have to do some impressions of Ian McKellen and um, uh, Patrick. What's his name from Star Trek? Uh, Patrick Stewart. Yeah, and um, put on our best uh, uh, old actors' voices on and be 
old hams looking at our, our portfolios together. See, while we were speaking, I'm preparing to do a Patrick Stewart <laughs> by going... Up. I, I, I like the fact that I'm getting Ian McKellen. That's cool. Oh, yeah. I, I want Patrick Stewart. Should we... Oh, this... I mean, this <coughs> wasn't in the original podcast. <coughs> Look at us preparing. <clears throat> Ian! <laughs> I thought you were quite good in that. This is quite good. It sounds good in my... No, that, I'm losing it slowly. It was quite... I, I have no <laughs> idea what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> is Ian McKellen the Chinese sensei? <laughs> <laughs> Did that get Chinese? Yeah. Maybe I'll just try and be the Chinese um, uh, mentor from Kill Bill. That'll be easier for me. I know. Um, I think that was that was dead on. I am Ian McKellen. See, this is the thing. If if you haven't listened to something you're trying to do an impression of no, in a while, yeah, I've I, got no basis for any of this. I'm just trying to remember the scene from um, uh, Extras <laughs> with Ricky Gervais and Ian McKellen. Oh yeah, when he's talking about. And then they're just undressed. <laughs> and I told him, I told him, but you do know, Peter Jackson, that I am not a wizard. He said, no, I want you to act the pact of, part of Gandalf. That was a brilliant scene. It's and like he's in the room. He's not really. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, no, um, <laughs> where, the, where did this come from? <laughs> Oh, that's but brilliant. We, we, we were saying that um, we couldn't agree what happened in the episode. The chili. Yeah. Basically, the premise for the first scene that Sean and I acted together in was that um, I'd managed to trap him in the loo of this PE room. And somehow, um, I, unknown to the, the laws of how, of how <laughs> bathrooms are made, I managed to lock him into a bathroom. <laughs> and not only lock him with a key... Or with some gadget, but simply by pulling the lock on a padlock door shut. And this is something that Sean and I brought up to the director, and what he didn't worry about. And we chatted to a few people, and no don't worry about, about actors. You <laughs> don't think, don't think you're a moving prop. <laughs> when it comes down to it, sometimes that's what acting. A moving prop. I've never, I've never moving, heard that. Moving that's brilliant. Talking prop. But no, no. Um, but um, ba- basically, we we were we were thinking about this how how um, basically I think the script got mixed up and a padlock was put on the door instead of a normal lock that Oscar might have had a key to. Yeah, which would make more sense. Yeah, it, it's just the whole. I mean, if it, it's okay if it's like a janitor's closet or something like mm. that. Well, no, it's not okay in the context of what we're talking. <laughs> it's about. not morally okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if if it's a, if it's a janitor's closet. And the locks outside the janitor's closet. That makes more sense. But a, a, a toilet? Yeah. Just, just... So this idea was playing about Sean and mine's minds as we chatted this out. The Why there might be a lock on the outside of a, of a loo door. And also how, how nervous the Thomas character must be that this, this young boy who's shouting at him through, through the door is now... Is now um, telling were you shouting? Locked. I think we had a conversation or something. You you were shouting to be let out, and I I asked you. I de- we definitely had some dialogue. I think. I don't think we did. I think you stayed completely silent while I shouted. That's even creepier. Yeah, that is even creepier. <laughs> that is even. And, and then and then you started breathing deeply. Which... <laughs> <laughs> and then he took the net 
Uh, and there was yeah, there a was net. Nets. There was nets and hockey sticks everywhere. And we found this because um, obviously when you're on set, as Sean was saying earlier, there's a lot of time where... Um, there's a lot of time. There's a lot of time. <laughs> but there's, there's a lot... There's, uh, between each shot, there'll be at least 10 or 15 minutes where lights have changed and camera angles have changed. And basically the actors, if, if it's not a, he- a line-heavy scene, bugger about. And... Um, uh, not literally, thankfully. <laughs> but, I use that net well. <laughs> but that was what our mind was playing on. Why um, there were lots of equipment that um, in our in our uh, possibly dark minds, Oscar was then going to use to trap the character of Thomas even further into the bathroom. <laughs> hockey sticks and nets. Trap him in emotionally. <laughs> yeah. it, it did build up for us. Mm. So this kind of overspilled from just our conversation into every conversation we ever had <laughs> <laughs> and that um and also uh, just i think it set the course for our conversations really didn't it it's... yeah no definitely it, it was the it was pretty much the dark undertones of every single um you know serious and uh jokey conversation we've we've had in the last 3 4 years yeah. <laughs> that and the fact that we um we Occasionally, give inanimate objects personalities. Oh God! Yeah, what, what was that? Happy orange and <laughs> an angry apple. And... Uh, uh, was it? Was it disappointed tomato? <laughs> yeah. no, th- th- this actually, oddly enough, has some relevance to shooting in my eye because uh, there was some scene, a lunchtime scene or something, and we saw some set, and it it, it just inspired us to think that, that maybe we were tired and and probably a bit grumpy but we were sure every piece of food looked in some way <laughs> like it was it pissed off emotion, about, yeah. about the world apart from the oranges <laughs> the oranges, I'm an orange. were, the oranges were bloody chirpy but uh, i don't I'm know rich why I'm rich in vitamin c <laughs> <laughs> you're going to smile when you eat me <laughs> <laughs> But the tomato. I, d- I don't know why the else. orange is Michael Jackson. <laughs> I mean, he's got to come back somewhere. He's got to get inside a child somehow. <laughs> I'm keeping that in. <laughs> oh, God, so is Michael. <laughs> <laughs> That's a high five. <laughs> so, um. <laughs> yeah, so unfortunately, these conversations about Oscar. Taking advantage of poor old Thomas, or um, the inanimate, inanimate objects having personalities, uh, broke over into conversations with other actors, including Antonio. I uh, know not Antonio. Ant- Antonio. 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 I think. I think. Who's your Mexican stuntman? <laughs> I am Antonio. Don't we all have a Mexican stuntman called Antonio? <laughs> I, I'm here to run through hallway. <laughs> I don't know where I'm from. <laughs> it's changing as I talk. <clears throat> I am now Antonio <laughs> and also in Ian McKellen. <laughs> I realise when I when I try to work that into a different character that the Chinese mentor I spoke, uh, I chose hardly speaks any English at all, so I had no reference. I had nothing to say on either character, having not heard any, any of them speak any English in a while. Oh, that was really funny. <laughs> I really want to show you that <coughs> later. <laughs> What's that? Just your voice. <laughs> in McKellen. Uh, but, uh, yeah. Yeah, um... 
Yeah, that's that's basically. I mean, we 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 pretty much forced Antonia into this, and us having these like huge um, over overplayed. It, you know, not not deliberately, but we'd overplay these jokes because they're just so hilarious yeah, it, like, to us because we were losing our minds. Uh, and poor, we were doing... poor Antonio was slightly uh, slightly third wheelish in that we'd been talking about this for a while and while we were trying to introduce her to each concept, it w- our enthusiasm for the project was extreme. And, and she, I, I, think... I think extreme's the perfect <laughs> word for it. I think she might have just been slightly scared. It, she, she, she started joining in on oh, the last yeah, yeah. day. So... I think because <laughs> she had no day, choice. <laughs> but um, no, no, she 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 did well. But uh, I I think uh, it's something I've learned not to force someone else into into a Sean and Ben conversation. I don't think we forced that. I literally like by gunpoint make a joke. <laughs> <laughs> make a joke that has dark undertones. <laughs> About two characters who you haven't got a scene. You have nothing to do with. <laughs> oh dear. Uh, just to just to spoil the uh, the end of day of the jacket. Although I'm, <coughs> pardon me. Although I'm 100 percent sure that you've watched it as you are listening to this. Um, it, it ended up me being the scientist who also happened to be a woman, um, which I I think because I I I did that and then I did a doctor's episode. Um, I think I'm doing my rounds. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I can't believe I did doctors. I can't. It was ages ago. Um, and uh, having that sort of like situation where I go, yeah, I was in a my high, but, um, you know, really I was a woman and <laughs> I, I did doctors and I gave crabs to my family. <laughs> Just... <laughs> I had forgotten the storyline for your doctor's episode. That's yeah. Brilliant. I, well, I was, you know, my character was con- constantly blamed because, you know, he, he got a new girlfriend and stuff. It and, was the uh, mum, wasn't it? Yeah, it was the mum in the end who was cheating on cheating on my dad. Yeah. You can find that Doctor's episode somewhere. <laughs> but yeah, it's like, you know, being able to go up to someone and go like, yeah, yeah, no, no I, was, I was in MI High. I was a woman in MI High and I gave crabs to my family and doctors. So like, yeah, I don't mean to show up. I can probably retire now. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, you you didn't... Wasn't an advert where a lot of um, guys... Uh, yeah, picked up on this uh, episode of MI High and um, realised that uh, you were playing um, the the female character at the end of it. Oh, yeah, that was, um, yeah, no, that was, that was, I, I mean, I don't mean to brag, (laughs) but I did a Western Union advert. Um, and it was through really good cause, actually. It was like, um, for every pass, let's see if I can remember the line that got cut. Um, and it was replaced with Niall, who, this lovely guy called Niall, is really funny. Um, but we, we were all sharing this line. It was, um, for every pass made in the UEFA Europa League, Western Union will give the children of today a new chance at education or something like that. It was basically like a charity thing. And, um, yeah, I'm just in one second in the back now. <laughs> they proper, like, cut me. Oh, it doesn't matter. It's like, so, like, it's, um... It's just, it's just the reality of the entertainment industry, who just happens to be French as well. <laughs> <laughs> no, I agree. Thank you, Ian McKellen. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm never gonna live that down. No. <laughs> so yeah, we um, you know, we met on 
MI High, and we've been, you know, really good friends since. Uh, I openly admit this. I don't think I've seen you as much as I want to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we need to... Um, Sean and I have talked for a long time about uh, trying to get some sort of project together going. And I think basically, um, for me, this is the uh, these these podcasts are a chance for us to creatively uh, bounce some ideas off each other at times. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully not on air. No, um, no, that'd because... be cruel and horrible to both you and us <laughs> and and the listeners. Yeah. <laughs> why why would they pitch an idea where a pillow attacks a man? That's ridiculous. <laughs> I always, I felt really felt for the pillow in that story. God, what, what was what? I'm a hundred percent sure we thought of loads of like ridiculous ideas. Mm. I won't go into them obviously because it would be here for about twenty minutes, yeah, and it would probably ru- ruin our careers. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, <laughs> but um, uh, no. So basically, what um, what I mean, I don't know. I, I agree. <laughs> I don't know where I was going with that. I talk. mean, I mean, it's only like ten past twelve, and we met on MI High. <laughs> <laughs> And <clears throat> I, you know, the question that I I stated before, and hopefully will remain in the podcast, is that you know you always wonder what these people that you know were so stern and so well used on CBBC for um, the children of today. Well, I say today it was more you know like two thousand eight, two thousand eleven, two thousand ten. But your, your show is still on, so mm. it's still still you relevant. Still get a lot of people seeing it for the first time, which is very cool. Yeah, it's very much yeah. very cool, and you know the the question. Other than your tummy grumbling. <laughs> <laughs> oh my days! What have you been up to? Well, since since MI High, what have you been doing? Well, I was really lucky straight after MI High. Um, for a while, I've been setting up with a group of uh, colleagues and friends who I'd worked with for years, and also my the director who's trained me for um for years, uh, Tracy Linegar, that I've uh, been able to set up a uh, with these people. Uh, 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 that I've been able to set up a production <laughs> company. <laughs> that I've been able to set up. <laughs> oh God, I hate my life. Right. So I've been really lucky coming straight out of MI High that I've been able to set up this production company called Squeaky Door. And we're a charitable trust, mainly uh, colleagues and friends of mine who I've worked with for years. And also uh, Tracy Linegar, who the director who's trained me for years. Um, we've been able to set up Squeaky Door and just get straight into uh, putting together a lot of productions. Uh, what we're trying to do as the Charitable Trust is provide uh, performance opportunities for uh, professionals who aren't in work at the moment or perhaps haven't done a certain uh, aspect of of performance or uh, because we're not just for actors, we're for all sorts, all, all sorts of workers in performance. But um, uh, we found that with my f- group of friends that we were getting uh, TV and uh, film auditions fine, but we were actually stonewalled with theatre. And poss- okay. possibly there's a bit more of a stigma from breaking through from TV to um, professional theatre work. Why so do you think that is? I think I think it's because people are a lot, um, almost more scared to cast people for for uh, uh, theatre than they are for film. Because it there are a lot of technical aspects of theatre that um, sometimes get overlooked. And apart from a few... Um, uh, a, Apart from some of the drama school courses and uh, select teachers, there aren't a 
vast majority of people who are giving uh training that re really hits that mark and luck i'm lucky that with tracy i was able to uh, i'm i've got that experience um but also with squeaky we're able to when we can pass on those skills to more people so that's something that we're really interested in breaking that wall down and that barrier and um helping people who've uh have experience in tv break through to theater mm. but um also, uh, we're... you make it sound like it's an infliction. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is. It is because I, I've I've had friends who um I had a friend uh who is quite petite and um older than me, but brilliant for um young roles. But uh and had had a few adverts. But and I know she's a fantastic performer. But because she hadn't got one small theatre credit, couldn't go up for these theatre auditions that we knew she'd be perfect for. So. Uh, basically, we wanted to combat that, but also we're um, trying to bring performance to areas that don't normally get the type of theatre that we do. So we do a lot of contemporary theatre, but also the classics. And uh, we've been performing at old people's homes, uh, doing oh, wow. free performance, uh, been doing uh, free public performances around Surrey because in Surrey there's a lot of arts and and um, culture, but also it, it does sometimes cost quite a bit, so not everyone gets to go see it. So we're trying to balance that out. But and and recently to get those theatre credits in, we've been heading up to the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. We've gone there uh, two years in a row. Uh, first, one week to the space at, uh, on Nidju Street, and then they invited us back for uh, another two week performance the next year. So, yeah, Squeaky Doors, The Tempest, that was, and uh, went very well, thank you. And I've also <laughs> you're uh, welcome. <laughs> <laughs> and um. <laughs> Phrase that weirdly, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's late. Um, but no, and... Um, no, it's not. This <laughs> <laughs> early, uh, um, uh, early in the afternoon. Sean and I are totally recuperated from earlier. We have no problems whatsoever. Um, <laughs> There's no anger in our hearts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, against this mic or audacity. Um, and I've also been lucky um, to have worked uh, with the... Um, it's fine, don't worry. And I've also been lucky to work on a piece of new writing called Judy the Righteous, which is a piece of theatre uh, written by Jonathan Neal and um, directed by Tom O'Brien. And uh, we've had a few performances in London at the King's Head Theatre and the Tabard Theatre, basically showcasing this wonderful piece of new writing, uh, Judy the Righteous. How did you get that? Is that through Wings or that, just that's through, uh, through, through contacts? Um, a lot a lot of um, friends of mine... Uh, <laughs> Focus on trying to get auditions through, um, through uh, chatting to other actors and other uh, and other directors and getting work that way. And I've been useless at that, <laughs> but um, Sheila's really looked after me, and uh, that's mm. that's how I've, I've got de- got any job I've uh, been up for. So I mean, is 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 a theatre the main thing you'd like to do? I I love working in TV and film, and I always get this because I don't know if it's um just me uh, just. Uh, me who get it feels like this but I always feel really at home on the set and mm-hmm. I guess I just because I've been really lucky to spend so much time with MI High and also from quite a young age being on sets it, it feels like going home for me so whenever I hit a TV set that's the feeling I get and it feels very safe and a r- real great creative space but with theatre you do get this adrenaline rush mm. when you're on stage and it's it's live action and it, it that night where you perform will be the one time you can do it like you're going to do it that time, which is really exciting. So mm. I, I don't think I could choose either one to do, but um, 
If you had, if, no, I'm not going to force you into no, it. Cause no. It's such a it's such a cliche the, thing to like force someone into making a decision. That's they fulfil yeah. different sides of yeah yeah of of it's like what going. I see it, you can only have women or donuts, okay? Oh, women or donuts. I'm gonna have to go with the donuts, <laughs> but that's because I'm single. <laughs> <laughs> it's always, it's always, it's always quite refreshing to speak to someone who is willing to do both uh, TV and theatre without sounding desperate. You know, because mm. uh, quite a lot of actors go, oh, "I will take anything." You know, I and, can and I will. And no, I, but... I will. <laughs> My contact details are. <laughs> <laughs> All right, because you know, we've, 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 you know, just speaking to you now. Mm. It doesn't sound like you're only saying that because, you know, you want people who are who are listening who might have uh, power in casting mm. to give you anything. It's it's nothing like that. Um, you know, you speak to certain actors. So like, I will do act. I will do theatre. I will do telly. I I, w- I will dress up as Santa even when it's not <laughs> Christmas. It's Easter. I will do that even <laughs> though I don't believe in Santa. I'm a Buddhist. <laughs> you know, that sort of situation. Um, it's 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 quite annoying as well when you hear people go, "Oh, you can only do one as well." I don't I don't believe that. No, no, at all. Um, I I've never met someone who that that people might not have technical experience, so they might not know that to fill a certain space you have to project in a certain way and s- silly things like that, which can be worked up. In um, a few days, and that's, that might sound like a long time back. Yeah, you know, it it it's not, it's not at all. And sorry, that was really distracting. <laughs> I'm really sorry. Um, while while technically you should always be working on your voice, and it's 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 a form of athleticism. That's how I look at it. I don't think I'll ever stop working on my theatre voice and trying to get the best out of it I can. But then again, to say that film actors should never attempt to do theatre is so restricting mm. and it's such it would be such a, a constricting way to look at uh, um, so uh, constricting to so much creativity I think it'd be horrible to do that so I've met people who who wouldn't cast people because they have more experience in, in TV or in film and I, I think it's Definitely not the way to look at things. I think you always need to have a wider horizon. And I mean, possibly it's also useful for me to not try and specialise too much because you never know what's going to go around the corner. And I'm always looking for new things to do mm. because that's just more exciting. Yeah. But um, no, squeaky. Yeah, this is with life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, I mean, squeaky door itself is is also trying to do more than just theatre. Um, I say just. That's not the right way to say it, but. Um, so we're we're a group, we're always writing. We're always putting new things together. And at the moment, we're going, we're focusing on, as well as bringing the Tempest new performance, new performances and audiences. We're also working on some new writing projects, uh, possibly some film. So yeah, it's it's really exciting to not have those restrictions. That's what I really love about Squeaky Door. We're a group of people who, uh, who are really working to just do whatever, uh, we feel is right for us at the time. Yeah. Is is there anything we can uh, look forward to? Is there anything we can sort of like aim towards to see you in or anything? Well, recently the mime team, which I'm part of with Squeaky Door, um, because mime mime's a uh, art form that I don't see a lot of. Possibly, possibly that's because I'm not looking in the right places. But hopefully, <laughs> if we bring some more out, they're quite we'll... quiet with mime. Yeah, yeah. I don't mm. know why. Don't know why. Mm. But uh... <laughs> well, look at us. 
Um, but um, so it's nearly one a.m. <laughs> so um, the mime team did a, a stint uh, with uh, Team London Bridge, who is holding performances for the Paralympics this year, and uh, we're going to be bringing our um, mime show, uh, which is a uh, called um, a Human Hope, and uh, to several festivals around the year, and I can uh, put more details on my Twitter page at uh, Ben Kerfoot One. Ben Kerfoot one, yes. not the one where he's holding a beer and no. has only tweeted once. While that was a picture from, um, obviously I wasn't underage when I was drinking that beer, but um, a long time ago. I don't know how people got hold of that photo, but uh, it's not me. It's not me that account. That it's is creepy. One. It's a little bit creepy. How do you, how do you feel about that? Because you, <laughs> I only showed you that about. I was going to say an hour ago, yeah, about four hours ago. Now. Yeah, <laughs> doesn't feel it. Yes, it does. I mean, I was lucky to get used to it ages ago with the Facebook thing, because I had quite a few people... Pretending uh, to be you on Facebook. Yeah, and I don't mind it, because, you know, I'm an adult, I can handle a joke. But what worries me is when um, these people, who could be any age, uh, uh, get in touch with some of the fans of MI High. And that's quite freaky, because... That's, that's scary. Yeah. That's so, scary to think about. Obviously, we try and report these people as quickly as possible. Yeah, but, um, yeah. But no, and normally it's just someone trying to have a laugh. But the thing is, they they might not be. So yeah. yeah, we freak out a little bit, but it's, it's, it's all okay. It is interesting to hear that. Because, mm. you know, you never really... Because a lot of, you know, you know huge actors and you know, get a lot of, like, fake uh, Twitter mm. people and, you know, using their name and stuff. And, you know, a lot of parodies and stuff. I mean, obviously the... The one that's Ted from the movie Ted is obviously not real, <laughs> but when it's sort of like Rihanna and you know yourself, it's it's always interesting to hear. That that was an amazing comparison. Yeah. I just say um, <laughs> Rihanna and Ben. I mean, yeah. you did you did get beaten up by your boyfriend. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, he has tattooed my face on his shoulder. <laughs> I find I find with uh, people. I've never been stalked in such a way, but um, that kind of stolen identity thing is something very odd. And I think yeah. I think it's people. Something while obviously people in the past have faced it, it's becoming more and more of an issue. Mm. And um, I th- I I think I think I I don't I, I'm blocked here. <laughs> I'm me, dead inside. <laughs> <laughs> let me start again. I think it's become more of a, more of an issue. Uh, I think it's becoming more of an issue nowadays with uh, uh, social media uh, becoming more prevalent. And also, things like Twitter becoming more work-based. I talk to people over Twitter about projects that I'm thinking of doing. And so uh, the fact that someone could uh, put, the, put an account on Twitter and pretend to be doing that uh, with, with my just, face on it is, just, is very scary. Yeah. It's, it's such a strange thing to do as well. I, I've never understood it. Mm. You know, just to take someone's Twitter handle and then, you know, pretend to be them for a few few days. I mean, probably not causing any harm, really. Mm. But, you know, because they're such a big fan of yours, which I wouldn't be surprised is the reason why they've done it. But, I don't know, it's just an air of creepiness to it. (laughs) It doesn't really matter if it's done by an 11-year-old. It's sort of like... Especially with Twitter, when it's daily updates. Mm. Or something like that. Like 
I mean, thank God your one hasn't got daily updates. It was done yeah. three years ago. Yeah, I think I think it's probably just one tweet or something. Yeah, just one. A Twitter one. Saying but someone is sexy or something. It's ridiculous. It probably could have affected you as well, because that person you were calling sexy might have been... Uh, seven. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And also, also I... I, um... I don't think he's sexy. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's a very ugly child. <laughs> My, my, no, I'm not going to say that. Um, we'll cut that out. That, that yeah, right. I'll cut that without that. <laughs> oh, right. No, I was, I was going to say keep in the uh, ugly child bit. That was funny. <laughs> so how should we wrap this up? Or, um, oh, God. With, with pure spite and anger, it. like you're sending a present to someone you don't really like, but your girlfriend likes. <laughs> I mean, just send them a note saying we don't need to be in contact anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um... <laughs> Well, I I was hoping to do two truths one lie, um, but the truth of the matter is you're probably gonna have to come back, and I think it's better off if we do something that usually ends with a bit of energy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when you know after having about some sleep <laughs> and doing it completely and utterly prepared, um. So I think I'll just round it off. So your Twitter, you know, I think I think it's always important to, um, you know, advertise your Twitter, mm. you know, because you know if people want to get in contact with you, if they've gone, oh my god, I love him, I hi, but I didn't, you know, you know, I I didn't know what his Twitter handle was, or I didn't know, you know, his like last name, which I I always do. I know your last name. I've known you for three years, but. <laughs> <laughs> I always make you on FIFA as well, which is strange admittance. <laughs> it's just the hair. I just love making the hair yeah, from my, MI High, not your current hairs. My, my current hair is a bit tired after four four hours of um, recording, but sometimes you're not it's supposed getting... to know that. But I've mentioned it several times. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking, God, you've put that in so many times. Surely I'm allowed a chance. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> but um, yeah. Um, so your your Twitter handle is uh, at. Ben Kerfoot one and also is there the, is there an underscore or um not for mine I, I shouldn't <laughs> think so that's a bad mistake. scam <laughs> I'm not the scam <laughs> and also the squeaky door one is at squeaky underscore door so uh, that that's one that I'd really uh, propose people following because we're always putting up new events and uh, new performances so yeah I think that's it I think we're well, I say that's it for you that's it. <laughs> But we won't go into that. <laughs> I have been Sean Joseph Young, and this has been Ben Kerbert. And he says that with such delight, and <laughs> <laughs> without you guys knowing that it's one twenty-two in the morning, you might think, but they said it's twelve thirty earlier. At least I think that's what they said. That's right. <laughs> Don't you worry about that. <laughs> Every little thing. We'll be alright. Sounding off. <laughs> Thank you very much for listening. I uh, hope you've enjoyed it. Have a good day. <laughs>